Welcome to the Chocolate Bar, our lives, our strength, our time. This is episode 30, and we have a super black-ass episode to end out Black History Month. I'm very excited. We have an amazing guest this evening, so we are welcoming friend of the podcast, Christina King, a.k.a. I am Chrissy. (sighs) Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys. Thank you so much for agreeing to this. I know, you know, we're a little out there, but I'm so, so happy to have We're so happy to have you and to talk to you about what you do and get all in your business and uh, just really let the listeners know what you're about. So um, I guess it, by way of introduction, um, I know that you are based in Milwaukee and that you're a certified personal trainer, lifestyle coach, powerlifter, activist, feminist, all around badass. So I guess from that point, if you want to tell us a little bit about your background and sort of, um, you know, what you are all about, we can start there. Yes, awesome. So you, I mean, you covered a lot of it, but yeah, um, I am a strength and conditioning coach and I do mostly online training at this point. Um, Also consider myself to be a writer, um, looking to do more and more of that as my schedule frees up. Um, and yeah, like talking about all things feminism, um, intersectional feminism specifically, representation in the fitness industry, um, just all the good stuff. I'm really a proponent of like using all parts of my life in my fitness. So I talk a lot about race and politics as well. I don't think that we can separate those, uh, those issues out when it comes to health and fitness. And I just think it's much more than just talking about like workouts and calories and all that stuff. So, um, I like to just make fitness very intersectional as well. Um, and yeah, I'm based in Milwaukee and I'm really just excited about working with women, helping women to feel strong and powerful in their skin um, and just take up space and be unapologetic about it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so are you, are you actually from Milwaukee? I am. Yeah. Born and raised here. So okay. yeah. Cool. So I guess one of the things I was thinking about, and I think, you know, for a lot of us, particularly, you know, women, particularly black women, like, you know, our attitudes about, you know, bodies and, and, and sort of self image and all of those things are shaped a lot by, you know, how we grew up and sort of what that looked like, you know, in our homes and our, in our own communities. So can you tell us a little bit about like sort of what, what was the general attitude towards fitness, health, body image, like in your family and circle growing up? And like, how did that shape how you view yourself or how you saw yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, interestingly, I grew up, so when I was much younger, I was kind of into sports and athletics. I play a lot of sports just like with my brothers and whatnot. I have two brothers and one sister. Um, And then I got like into middle school and I got really into like more of like reading and writing. So that was really like my outlet. So I didn't allow us, I did not spend a lot of time um, in in any like sports or athletics or anything like that. Um, and interestingly, I got this like, um, reputation for being like a weakling. So that was just like kind of a running joke in my family that I was just like a weak person. I didn't have any physical strength. It was just like a joke. Like they'd be like, Oh, don't ask her. She's too weak to do it. And I don't think anybody meant harm by it, but it obviously just became a part of what I identified with. I'm just not a strong person. So it's why it's so interesting that years later when I, as an adult, I got into strength training. It was such a transformational thing for me because I'd always believed, I'd believed this narrative that I just wasn't a strong person. Um, and then I realized that that's not true, right? Anybody can be a strong person. Strength is mm-hmm. a skill just like anything else. Athleticism is a skill as well. Um, and so that really changed a big part of what I thought, the narrative about myself. And so the interesting thing that led from that is I thought to myself, well, if I've been telling myself all these years that I'm just not a strong person physically and that wasn't true, well, what else am I telling myself about 
me that I can't do or that it's not part of who I am. That's also not true. Um, and just really challenging myself to change the belief systems that I grew up with. And that involves a lot of unlearning because I think mm. as kids, we just you just take the things that you're taught in your household and you don't really necessarily question them. At least I didn't. Um, and I just believe that this is what I was supposed to be doing. This is how I'm supposed to live my life. And I never really spent my own time like navigating those feelings and thoughts and figuring out what I really believe for myself. So I think it's in my late 20s and my early 30s, which now basically is still in the process of just unlearning things and then figuring out mm -hmm. what, what I really believe in for myself. Hmm. Interesting. So what compelled you to get into, and I think everyone sort of, arrives at you know sort of strength sports kind of sometimes in a similar way but sometimes different like what what kind of led you through that journey to get into um personal training slash coaching and strength sports yeah so um probably like six or seven years ago yeah probably around the time my sister actually I have a younger sister and we're really close um and neither one of us were like into sports or working out or anything like that we never went to the gym mm -hmm. So one day she calls me and she's like, oh, I joined the gym today. And I'm like, what? You joined the gym? <laughs> I'm like, why? We don't work out. And she's like, I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And so she's like, oh, I just need to get in shape and I need to lose some weight. And I was like, well, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it too. So mm -hmm. I literally just joined the gym because she joined the gym. That was the only reason. Um, mm -hmm. And then she got a personal trainer. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get a personal trainer. If you're going to get a personal trainer. Sibling <laughs> Right. So I got this personal trainer. And it's so funny. I remember this day, like, you know, yesterday, because it was my first session with her. And I said, listen, I just want to, like, make sure we're on the same page here. I was like, I'm here because I want to be skinny. I was like, mm. so I'm not like, I'm not trying to put any muscles on. I don't have any need for any of that. Like, I just want to lose weight and be skinny. And so the first thing she's like, okay, that's cool. But like, we're going to lift some weights. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. <laughs> What's happening? Like, I don't think you're listening to what I'm telling you. I just told you. And so she was like, well, and she was a very petite woman, actually. And she's like, well, I'm a fairly petite person. I lift weights. Like, just give me, like, just trust me. Let's try this out for a little bit and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, and that first session was so hard, y'all. I mean, like, I felt like I was going to die. It was a 30-minute session. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just never used those muscles in my body in that way. <laughs> right. So it was just so hard. But I kept going back. And then what happened is it started being really fun. Um, and I started noticing, like, oh, I couldn't do, like, I couldn't even do a push-up, like, for my knees, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like, I could progress and I could do one push-up. And then I could start doing other things. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's kind of fun. It was a challenge um, in my body. I was, like, just feeling different, feeling more stronger and more capable and I was seeing my progress from week to week um, and so then it really was less about like I'm trying to be skinny and less about like oh I can get stronger I can do cool things in the gym um, and then through a series of events I ended up um, her boyfriend actually started his own strength and conditioning gym mm -hmm. and so I ended up working there working out there and he introduced me to powerlifting, and it was like love at first lift. Like I just, it, mm. it, it was um, like I watched people do it for a while, and again, it was still at this time like I can't do that. I could never imagine doing that, but I, it intrigued me. So I'd like watch from the other side of the gym, and then finally, he's like, "We should just try it out. You might like it." And I like immediately loved it, um, and I've been powerlifting ever since. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's actually a really different story from a lot of people mm -hmm. here, even though it started out in the same way, because everybody starts out with, I just want to be skinny. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that is the craziest thing to me that that I don't know that I know a single woman in strength training who didn't start with, 
I want to be skinny and yeah. don't make me lift weights because then I won't be skinny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's really scary and kind of horrible to think about, but it, I, at least it, I guess in a, on a positive side, it brings all of us here. Yeah. Or coming from the, you know, I started out bodybuilding and then I wanted to do a figure, you know, I wanted yeah. to do like a physique and then I was like, this is making me crazy. So I'm going to power lift. So um, it's, it's always interesting to me to, to sort of, you know, hear how everyone sort of arrived at, you know, kind of this particular point. Um, so one of the things that you, you know, talk a lot about on your blog and, and writings and things like that is just, you know, sort of learning how to love yourself and, you know, kind of love your body sort of, you know, in whatever stage it happens to be. Um, was there a particular aha moment for you when you realized that it was okay to love your body and yourself kind of where you were at that particular time? Um, yeah, definitely. And so it's interesting, like my aha moment happened because I had become, so like, I started strength training and doing all that stuff, but I was also dieting hardcore, mm-hmm. like, you know, because I did want to be stronger, but I still had desires to change my body or whatever. Right. So, um, I had gotten like pretty, like, in, like macro counting. I was like mm-hmm. a huge proponent of counting macros and I still don't think it's a bad thing. I think macro counting is great, but I got a little obsessive about it. So mm-hmm. it was like such a religious part of my day that I could not like mess up my macros to the point that I would like take food with me to restaurants and oh, no. work and, yeah it was you bad and the funny thing is not even it's not funny but my in-laws I'm positive they thought I was crazy because like <laughs> we would go on like these little family getaway for the weekends and I you guys I bring food for the whole weekend I take it inside the restaurants with me I I know they thought I was crazy like, because it sounds crazy right? oh I know <laughs> I've been there I've been there yeah we've all everybody everybody here has been oh been okay there. Oh yes! Oh yes! That's so, that's how we got here. I think. <laughs> I, at least I know that's how I got here. I ran screaming from being the girl that carries Tupperware into right? restaurants. I'm like, I'm sorry, but we're asking for 14 separate plates so I can weigh everything and measure it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. That's how we got here. And it was so bad. I was like, what was I doing? So, um, the the crazy thing is, so I got the leanest I'd ever been, and I still was like, oh, I just need to lose 500 pounds. Oh, I just, and it just, I actually got so sick and tired of myself that I was just like, I need to stop this for, like, I couldn't even, I got, I made myself mad because Mm -hmm. it was just, I was digging a hole so deep and it was never enough. Like, it didn't matter what I changed. And then my family would be like, you know, not having intervention, but they were like, kind of, right? And they were like, yo, like, you look great. And I'm like, you guys are just saying that because you're my family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just got so sick and tired of it myself that I was just like, there's a problem here. Like, I need to address this. And so... For me, that looked like backing off accounting macros for a while. Um, and yeah, by default, I did gain a little bit of body weight, but then I also realized that nothing happened. Like, I was fine. <laughs> Everything was okay. Right. Um, I didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so then, and again, it was a long process. It wasn't like an overnight thing by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but then I got to a point where I was just really confident and comfortable in my skin, and I felt good about myself. And it doesn't matter if like my body fat is up or down a little bit. Like, it's all good. It's okay. And, um, and I also realized that like life is meant, and this is my philosophy, life is meant to be enjoyable. And mm-hmm. I was not in a good place when I was leaner, but everything else in my life was like, I was miserable still. Right. right. And that's just not how I want to live my life. So. Here, here. I know, <laughs> I there's not even anything else to say to that. I, I think that's where everybody is trying to get to. And I think a lot of people, and I, this is what I think I respect about you the most is you genuinely mean that when you say that there are so many people who are in the health and fitness business who say that 
but then if you watch what they write and about their right. real lives behind it's, the scenes it's like yeah. oh my god i ate it's eight extra grams of carbs so now i need to subtract exactly nine grams of fat right. from tomorrow so that i can mm-hmm. and it's like there's no possible way that you are sane and happy when three days in advance you've planned every macro and if you miss one even a half a macro you're freaking out but i really respect that you say that and you mean it and you actually admit it like oh yeah well when i changed it i hey i gained some weight but i'm not dead and things are good yeah because so i think we get we see so many and it, and i see it more i will say this with our friends who are not of the melanin having persuasion right um mm-hmm. where there is that culture of Oh yeah, I count macros because it's healthier. Right. But it's lip service to it's just another way to do exactly what we were doing when we were all obsessively dieted and eating lettuce and grilled chicken mm-hmm. for all of mm-hmm. our meals and nothing else. So I think the fact that you do say that and you really mean it and if you're not and, it, and you know and I think you like many of us I know I do it and Brie does it when we're struggling we're struggling and we just say it and it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I just respect that you actually put that out there because so often people who um, consider themselves quote-unquote professionals don't admit that there it's always oh my macros are great and i love everything and then all of a sudden they gain weight and it's like oh my gosh burn it all to the ground right. or you don't see them like they just drop or off the they drop of the off earth. right yeah yeah or yeah. they're posting all their pictures and the other thing i think that's really interesting is when we have this conversation in fitness professionals i see so many fitness professionals that are saying similar things like you know i love my body exactly how it is and Years ago, this would have been hard for me to post this picture, but it's like a picture with like they're super lean. I'm like, what are you? T- right, <laughs> like, you're like, what, what are saying? you talking about? Like, right. And I actually think that, and again, this is just me, but I think it's a disservice to people when people that are super lean post stuff like that because if I'm a person who's not necessarily confident in my body yet, and I see you saying like my body is not perfect, but I'm still posting these pictures, and mind you, you have a very low body fat, then right. what are you saying about my body or how my body right. actually looks? You know? Right, so, right, right. Yeah. So on that same vein. I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, you know, sort of given the work that you do and, you know, like you said, you, you've kind of gotten at this place where, you know, you, you definitely, you know, love your body and all these things. But I think, you know, you're human and, and just like everyone else, like you sort of have those days where you kind of fall down, you know, maybe or you're not having such a great day. You're not feeling as positive about, you know, your body or whatever. Like when you have those times when you, you know, when you, let's say, fall down, like how do you get back up? Like how do you sort of right the ship and kind of get yourself back kind of in a, you know, sort of very positive and self-loving space. Yeah. And so I think it's really important that you bring that up because I think personally that there's never, I don't think people ever just arrive and now they love their body and they never have bad days. Like I just, right. think that he, I don't know anybody that that's the case for. I mean, right. maybe, maybe there's somebody, but I think that we all like, because the messages in, in society and in media are so pervasive about how women are supposed to look, right? Mm-hmm. And they intentionally do that because if they make us feel bad about how we look, they can sell us more products. They spend, they we spend can, money. We spend yeah. more money on all those things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's intentional. And so when something is so pervasive, of course, it's still going to have an effect on you, even if you are in a better place. Right. Um, so it'd be foolish to think that that never happens. So absolutely, I definitely have days like that. And I think the thing that changed for me, so it's not that it never occurs, but I can just flip the switch faster, right? Because then mm-hmm. I realize like, this is not a positive thought. This is not helping me. This is where, where is this coming from? And also like, I think it's really important to remember, like 
where you are in life at that time, right? Like, is it that time of the month and your hormones are out of whack, right? right? Like, are you stressed? Have you not been sleeping? Like, all these things, because when your hormones are out of whack, like, everything's out of whack, Mm -hmm. right? So there's Mm -hmm. all those things to consider as well. But I think the biggest thing is just flipping the switch. When you're having those, like, depreciating or self negative self-talk, recognize it as soon as possible and flip the script as soon as possible um, and just, you know, change your mindset around that. And sometimes that involves, like, just, you know what, I'm going to stay off of social media today because right. I'm looking at people's pictures that's triggering me so mm-hmm. I just need to like give myself a break from social media or because the comparison trap is a really big thing right so sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to do that sometimes it means like I just need some time for myself I need to practice self-care today and maybe that's getting a massage maybe that's taking a nap like you know like when I'm cranky sometimes I'm like I need a nap I just need to go mm-hmm. to sleep mm-hmm. and I just need to whatever so I think it could be any of those things um, but recognizing it right away what's going on with you and then just trying to flip that in some way yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really important because like you said, I think a lot of times, you know, you look at some of these sort of, you know, quote unquote experts or whatever on social media and it's it's extremely curated. So you start feeling like, well, they never seem to have bad days and right. I'm having a bad day and <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, you know, feeling awful about myself and maybe there's something wrong with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's really important, like you said, to be transparent and to say, yo, you know, the day was kind of fucked up like right. or whatever, you know, because I just think you know, if you're selling, if you're selling sort of like this, you know, fantasy to people, like you're just, you're doing them a disservice and it's not fair because there aren't a lot of people that are, you know, there are people that they're not, that aren't quite as self-aware. And so they're thinking, okay, you know, there was something that came up recently with um, someone on social media who I guess is a powerlifter and a coach and all these other things. And it was this whole sense of, well, if you can't get lean and, you know, lift heavy, then you just don't want it bad enough. Oh, I saw that. Like, yeah. Bitch, what? <laughs> I know. Like, I saw that whole thing. Yeah. yeah I'm not even going to name right. it. But I was just like, wait, what? First mm-hmm. of all, you know, I was like, you're 12 years old. Like, right. <laughs> how are you giving advice to somebody who's four? Like, it just really rubbed me the wrong way because I just felt like that's so unfair because everyone is is in a different situation. If you are working full time or you have a family or, yeah. you know, you just don't have the genetic makeup to be super lean. Like, that doesn't mean that you don't want it badly enough. That just means it is what it is. Or aside you know, from that, if you just don't want to freaking be lean. Or you right, don't. right, That's okay. yeah. Right. That's absolutely okay to have as a goal. So it just, you know, it, it's just disheartening sometimes to see people, you know, kind of put that out there and they don't know the backstory. They don't know, you know, if you're, you know, taking quote unquote supplements or right. you're doing other things or you're being truthful about how much you weigh and how yes. much you cut to weight, fit in a certain weight class. Like, it's just not cool. Right. So, you know, it's just it's nice to, you know, sort of be able to look at people and trust that they are being honest about where they are and sort of their process and things like that. So um, that being said, so, you know, in terms of the coaching that you do and sort of working with women and kind of getting them to a space where, you know, they're comfortable with themselves and their bodies and maybe, you know, incorporating movement more into you know their lives like what would you like how would you characterize your your coaching philosophy or style in three words oh man this is (laughs) in three words (laughs) three words wow okay i wasn't prepared for that (laughs) okay um wow okay um empowerment for one let's think of number two um Goodness gracious, he's a stumper. I've never had a question like this. Okay, so empowerment for sure. Um, three words is so hard. Isn't it? Yes, oh my God. Okay. 
I say empowerment, movement, and um, sustainability. I like oh, it. Oh, sustainability. Yeah. Amen. That's yeah. so important. That's a big one. Because my thing with co- with coaching women and like a lot of my co- clients are fat loss clients is like, we could do this fast. If you, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to help you do that, but I mean, it can be done fast, right? Right. But where are you going to be? So it's so interesting because you see these like 12 week makeover pictures or whatever. And those are cool, but like I'm less interested in what they look like 12 weeks and less and more interested in what they look like in, you know, 24 weeks. Hello. Yes. Because that's what really, I mean, any you can convince yourself by sheer discipline and willpower to do something for 12 weeks and totally transform right. your body. But what's that, what happens after that 12-week period is over. And so that exactly. is what's exactly. way more important to me than just a 12-week transformation. Not that those are bad. I'm not trying to shit on those or anything like that. It's right. just that, like, there's more to it than just a 12-week. So I always tell my clients, like, we want to do this in the most reasonable way in a manner that you don't feel like you're depriving yourself. You don't feel mm-hmm. like you have to do anything super crazy to get these results. And you actually feel like it's something that you can maintain for the rest of your life. Yes. Because if you can't do that, then, like, what's the point of what we're doing? Exactly. Right? Because once you stop, you're going to end up right back where you started. Absolutely. And there's this vicious cycle that you keep doing over and over. And who wants that? Absolutely. I kind Absolutely. of. So from, I guess, to stay in this vein, I think one of the things and and I don't know if you agree with this, so I'm asking the question. I think people forget, especially people who do this whole, I'm an online trainer, and they just kind of decide one day that they're an online trainer as opposed Mm -hmm. to going through some sort of certification program. I think, what do you think about that process that now that we've got so many of these people who, they do three powerlifting meets and they happen to win one of them, and now they're an online coach, or they do, (laughs) or they might have a little bit of knowledge because, oh, I don't know, like I did, I went to school to be pre-med so i know a shit ton about anatomy and physiology i know very little about training i mean i can write a plan because i've read a lot but i would never sell myself as someone's strength and conditioning coach but i guess how do you feel about the proliferation of that side of the game because that sustainability thing you just talked about is the thing that i never see and i'll say why i asked this i watched somebody who i know actually is a certified trainer i know where she got her license i know where she got her degree as a matter of fact but she was recently bragging about the fact that she's got abs but she injured herself in the process of getting them because she essentially overtrained them and is saying hey (laughs) who wants to buy a plan and to me as someone with a little bit of knowledge i'd say (laughs) you're not who i'm buying from but but again because i think social media drives a lot of the coaching decisions these days Mm -hmm. you see that so i guess from someone who actually is an online trainer who knows what the hell they're doing what is your take on this whole social media online training marketing all of that all mixed up because i think that's kind of what we've been circling around a little bit yeah so uh i think it's really interesting so social media really gives uh people a platform for any business right like doesn't even matter what like we could talk about fitness or otherwise everybody has a platform to do whatever so one of the things that i think is somewhat dangerous about fitness and social media is that people consumers they see someone who looks good um, and so then they automatically think like, oh, this is a person that should help me look this way, right? Not knowing how that, what, like you just said, that person got injured to get these abs. Well, that's not someone I'm going to hire to be my coach, right? So people like that, and that's also the problem with social media is that it's so curated. So all you need to do is have a nice body and then post lots of pictures of yourself and then people will want you to be their coach, right? Meanwhile, that person could be extremely unhealthy, um, particularly for women. We talk about women in really low body fat levels, people that are, aren't getting their periods anymore. You know, right. their hair is not healthy, their hair is falling out because they're doing all these unpractical and unhealthy ways of looking a certain way. Uh, but people are so attracted to that look 
and having six-pack abs and all this stuff that that's what they are attracted to and so they could easily fall into the hands of a coach that could probably help them get some success up front but is it going to be a good way is it going to be healthy for you are you going to be in a good place are they going to mess up your metabolism for god's sake like are you going to end up with adrenal fatigue and all kind of other problems because they just don't know and they're just teaching you what they did to get to this place and it wasn't a good place so i definitely think that's a problem um and i think that people just have to do the research about who they decide to work with and i also like i'm you know six-pack abs are cool if that's your thing but for most women, it's very hard to maintain six-pack abs on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So, and, and like honestly, none of my clients that come to me are looking for six-pack abs. So I think that, um, like, you have to be. I, I think you have responsibility as a coach to be transparent and be honest about it. Because yes, if you are have these amazing, this amazing body, this amazing six-pack abs, but you're doing very unhealthy things to sustain that, and you're not being honest with people about it, and people are coming to you because of how you look, I think that's dishonest. I think you lack integrity and doing that and I think people need to be transparent about everything in fitness um, and like having having a super low body fat is not always the, the healthiest choice for women um, so we need to be honest about that and um, I, I definitely think that I mean again you anybody can be a label themselves as a coach um, and do it could be a really good job or a really bad job right um, and that is Again, like I said, it's comparable to any industry that you see in social media. People can do all kinds of things. So, yeah, I mean, it's a problem. But I also, in my, in terms of, like, um, how I personally feel about it, I think people should be honest. I think people should do their research when looking for coaches. And even, like, that last situation we were just talking about with this power lifter saying these things, like, you know, there's a lot of other things going on behind the background there, and I won't right. even go into that. But, like, if right. people aren't being honest <laughs> mm -hmm. about what they're actually doing, um, and they're doing it under the guise that they want to make more money. Like I, I have a really big problem with that. And I think that there, I think there's an abundance of people in the universe that we can all be successful in fitness and you can be successful doing it the right way. Right. And I think this is another conversation I was just having with someone recently is when it comes to like selling fat loss, right? Like you can sell to women or not even just fat loss, but like copywriting in general when it comes to fitness, you can sell to people by making them feel bad about their bodies, um, to make more money. But at the end of the day, like, you don't have to do that. You can do things right. the right way and still make a great living in fitness. Mm -hmm. um, and I mm -hmm. think that's people's responsibility to do that for people. Absolutely. No, I 100% I, I agree with you. And I, like, I, like I said, I wish I, I wish I saw more of that. Yes. <laughs> um, because, you know, the reality is a lot of folks just don't know, you know, and those are that. I mean, I honestly, you know, that's to me kind of why we started this whole movement, because it's like, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And so you're you're only sort of seeing, like you said, this very curated image of, oh, well, you know, I did this for 12 weeks and I went to nationals or I got a pro card or I did all these other things. And you don't really know sort of the, the behind the scenes of, of what goes into that or know that there are people that look just like you that are able to accomplish their goals. And it's not just this sort of, you know, one sort of set demographic that can only do these things. So I, I think it's really important to show you know sort of all different facets of um you know w w what this looks like so and to me that sort of leads into my next question so you know if there's someone out there that's listening and you know they are um a woman who you know just really wants to feel better about themselves right but there's so much information and it's so overwhelming like if you could give them like you know one or two pieces of advice about like sort of you know where's the first place you to, you should start what like what would that advice look like what would that be yeah <laughs> there is like i 
I feel actually not bad, but I do understand when, when people don't are just new to fitness. Like you just Google, like you're going to be confused. There's yes. just so much information out there. So I think for most women who are just like, I just want to, again, I just want to look better, feel better, have more energy. I always talk two things, movement and nutrition. And so mm-hmm. nutrition, like I don't even like to start people with macros necessarily because if you right. have no idea, that's even confusing. Like mm-hmm. let's just do, and I don't think you need to do that. So unless you really like it. So I think like just let's stick to basics. Lean protein, lots of mm-hmm. vegetables first. Prioritize protein and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Have some fruit and fill in with the other stuff. And listen to your body. Like I think that's an important thing. Like what foods make you feel good after you eat them? What foods make you feel bad after you eat them? Pay attention to those cues and then follow accordingly. Like um, if you eat, you know, like, I mean, I love pizza and burgers. Don't get me wrong. And I do eat them at least once a week. But if I ate them every day, when I eat them, I usually feel a little lethargic after. I'm not right. like, energized to right. go do some whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's a cue that that's just not something that you probably want to be eating every day if you don't. Because food is supposed to be a fuel. So suppose that you should right. feel energized, after, not heavy and lethargic. So paying attention to cues like that is like really basic stuff that you can do. Um, and then drinking your water, getting your sleep. Like just let's start with some basic things because mm-hmm. you can make a lot of changes just starting with the basics. And then number two, just start getting some movement. Like, if you're not doing anything, like, just start walking. Like, right. people, like, talk about walking like it's just, like, poo-poo walking. But, like, walking has really good benefits for your health. Right. And so, like, let's just start with some basic movement. And then let's start with some basic straight training. It doesn't have to be these long two-hour workouts. Like, most of my clients are 30, 30 to 45 minutes, three to four days a week. Um, and that gets the job done unless you really enjoy like powerlifting or something that takes a little more time mm-hmm. then we can do those things but if that's not your jam and you just want to look better and feel better like 30 to 45 minutes and some really good habits and you'll start to see progress right away right yeah. right right you're so sane I do, it's like, like I, know. I don't even I don't even know how to express like what's going on in my head right now because <laughs> you're so sane and I follow just by virtue of the podcast I think and years and years of doing all of this lifting associated things so many people who are coaches and trainers and who just I don't know that I've ever actually heard those words come out of anyone's mouth publicly other than you and maybe two or three other people and it's right and the fact that you live what your message is is still kind of Mm -hmm. (laughs) mind-blowing because Mm -hmm. so many people say oh you don't need so much time in the gym but if you actually pay attention and i've kind of taken to being a jerk about this to some people okay so you're saying oh you don't need to do a lot of cardio or oh you don't need to do this that or the other and then you see people where the coach is saying that out of one side of their mouth but they're spending four hours a day in the gym so i think the (laughs) fact that you're you say what you mean you mean what you say and of course, if you're training for a sport, if you're, you know, prepping for powerlifting, especially if you're in meat prep, yeah, okay, maybe 30 minutes is not always going to get it as much right. as we all wish it would. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, th- I I just really like that. It's just so nice to hear normal, sane, realistic words. Like, I think, I just think it's so crazy how many people say, oh, well, if you start out at three hours a day, what? Yeah, right. who job. had three hours, right? Right, and if job. you started three hours, where where can you go from there? Where can you, you know? go from that? You have nowhere to go. Five hours, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Just live at the gym. Just move right. In here. Bring a bag and move in. And the funny thing is that you see, like fitness professionals, like that's all they do for a living. Then you know maybe you have three hours to go to the gym, and maybe you really enjoy it. I don't know. But for most people, like they have jobs, they have families, they have right. responsibilities, they right. want to have a social life. Like nobody has time to spend hours in the gym every day. Like nobody exactly. has time, and it's just not necessary. And like again, unless you just really enjoy it. Right. Exactly. 
so one of the other things I was curious about, and this is, you know, something I think about with myself often, you know, kind of looking at the journey that I've been on and that, you know, sort of the evolution of, you know, sort of how I look at myself, um, you know, now versus when I was younger. Like, if you had to look back at, let's say, 16-year-old Christina, like, what are three pieces of advice or um, reassurances you would give 16-year-old Christina versus sort of from where you sit now? Yeah, absolutely. I love this question. Number one, stop caring about what other people think. Mm, um, and yes. just do what you need to do and don't even worry about it. Like we spend so much time, or I used to spend so much time, and there's still times I fall into this and I have to remind myself, like, what if, if I do this, what is so-and-so going to think? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what so-and-so thinks. For one, so-and-so's got their own things they're worrying about, so they're right. not thinking about us anyways. And number two, it doesn't really matter what so-and-so thinks. So take more risk and not worry about what other people think about it. That would be the first thing. I would, second thing i tell myself is to... Um, be unapologetic about who I am mm-hmm. um, and I spent a lot of my I think a lot of my 20s like um, not compromising who I was but trying to make sure I, I appeared likable to people right. even if that meant like I wasn't being 100% authentic um, but I wanted people to like me and that was a waste of my energy and a waste of my time mm-hmm. <laughs> so I tell myself not to do that and then number three I would tell myself to be confident to take up space and when I say take up space I mean physically how I look be confident using my voice, be confident owning the spaces that I'm in, know that I deserve to be there just as much as anybody else. Um, so yeah, those are the things that I tell my younger self that, you know, took me far too long to learn, but better late yes. than never. So Ooh, yes, child. Yes. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it's so funny. I talk to people sometimes and they're like, yes, I, you know, I would give anything to be 20 again. I'd give anything to be 30. I'm like, that. Mm. I would never want to repeat my twenties or thirties, not because they were bad, but just because you know, I learned the lessons that I learned yeah. and, and, and it's made my 40 so much better. You know what I mean? Like just kind of going through those growing pains. Like I just would not want to do that again. I'd but only yeah. go back if I could go with all the stuff I know now. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm exactly. not doing the same bullshit. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Right. So I think one of the, 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 you know, big reasons we really wanted to sit down and chat with you is that, um, you know, you, you've been really instrumental in, in sort of the whole idea about fitness and the industry not being inclusive and not really being welcoming to, you know, folks who sort of don't fit into that sort of that standardized paradigm. Um, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, 2018 being the year of, you know, sort of busting through fitness being so white right yeah um and i think that's really resonated with a lot of people and you know i guess you know kind of just to kick that conversation off you know what are some of the challenges you faced as a black woman in this industry um you know thus far um so i think that like when i first even like got into fitness in general before i was even like coaching or training and i was just looking for other fitness professionals or not even professionals at that point but just like fitness people that you wanted to like you know follow on social media and everything like that like I didn't right away I wasn't able to find a lot of black women and even like organizations I really really like like uh, Girls Gone Strong and stuff like that Mm -hmm. at that time I didn't see a lot of representation on their social media or their channels either and so it just felt really like where are the people like me at you know Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you know I eventually started to find people here and there but it definitely took time it wasn't something like it wasn't very mainstream to see a lot of women particularly in strength athletics of color um, and 
it, it's just weird because you go to like these social media sites that have like huge followings and they're just like you know the whole page is just white <laughs> it's right. like well okay right real talk right and so um i was just like wow is there other black women doing this like is this you know whatever so eventually i found other people but then when i got into coaching and training women um it's weird because it's like you go so i started doing like um going to a lot of fitness events and stuff like that and while I always enjoyed them, like literally, on, I have not been to an event that I could count more than like four, four other women of color there. And like, mm-hmm. that's the most I've ever seen. Right. Um, and then, you know, the speakers were mainly white and, and a lot of male speakers, not a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like it was a little disheartening because then you start to wonder at a certain point, like, can a fitness professional that like you know and then there are I found other people so now I know differently but at, at some point there was definitely a thought like wow can I be successful in this space um because it is so white like are people going to want to purchase from a coach that doesn't look like them like all these right. thoughts right you just have all those negative thoughts around it um so that's definitely some of it and so what I realized is like well you know what like and let me backtrack so then when I was like doing a lot of starting on social media like I'd be really careful about what I'd say because mm-hmm. I was like well I don't want to like a lot of, I don't want to offend white people because like whatever and so I hid behind that for a long time and then I thought I was like what am I doing like right. here's the thing like this is who I am this is what I believe in and quite frankly like I don't want your like racist dollars so mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you don't like me talking about these things we're not for each other we should find that out right away and then we won't waste any time right right mm-hmm. um and so I totally changed my perspective on that and then I felt like so much more confident and like being online because I felt like I was being authentic and true and I didn't have to like try to curate my message and all that shit so I just like forget that mm-hmm. so um and the interesting thing happened is that's exactly what happened people either loved it or they don't like it and that, right. yep. and that is the beauty of being and polarizing but yeah and it's not it shouldn't be polarizing because we're talking about real shit but like it is that like either you know what I stand for and so if you don't like this then you're never going to follow me you're never going to be on my newsletter you're never going to be a supporter right. and that's great we don't have to waste each other's time um, and so then what happened with that though is I just felt like um, more and free to say all the things I wanted to say mm-hmm. and then I realized that like there's other there is other fitness professionals in the space doing this stuff and I think it's really important that we use our platform and our voices to talk about these things and also to incorporate all of our life into our businesses um, and the right people are going to show up right? and it's going to be right. fine um, and like it matters because other people that, like the fitness industry needs to be more inclusive to rep- like women of color representation in general but then also like we talk about other things like size right like the fact that like if you look at health magazines you see mm-hmm. like women yes. that all look like these little tiny bodies and like this is the only thing that fitness represents and it needs to be more welcoming and more engaging and more inclusive for not just uh, like for that but for people who have different body types they realize right. that like the gym is for everyone fitness is for everyone it's not for people that are only certain size it's not for people only a certain color like it's for everyone and it should needs to be more inclusive space and so that's why i think more people just need to keep talking about it and keep showing up and mm-hmm. i love when uh like coaches and trainers that don't fit the traditional mold of what you're supposed to look like are showing up in the online space because we need more people doing that um to right. normalize what fitness actually is because it's not just like these little teeny bopper people that look like whatever you know right yeah Right, right. I'm, and I'm really glad you brought that up because, um, you know, I, I was thinking about it in, in terms of, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur and as a business person in this space, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, some folks, you know, black folks, whatever, may feel like, okay, well, this is a business. 
my business is, you know, my goal is to make money. You know, how do I temper that with, you know, still being authentic to who I am? Because, you know, like you said, you know, you have those thoughts of, well, this is my messaging, but I don't want to alienate, you know, folks that, you know, may feel some kind of way about what I'm saying in terms of, you know, wanting to work with me or not. And so I, I you know, I, I think it's really important what you said about, you know, listen, you're either going to like me or you're not, and you're going to spin your coins with me or you're not. But I, I have to be true to, you know, sort of who I am and what I am. Um, and I guess my other point with that is, you know, in terms of, you know, things that we can do um, to, to, to really get, you know, folks to think about inclusivity and, and sort of why that's important to us and why that's important to kind of how we spend our money. You know, I guess um, I guess it was a few months ago when um, Chucky Welsh made a post on her page about, you know, looking at some of these, um, you know, fitness clothing companies and all these other people and really just seeing one kind of person and why that's not cool, like why it really needs to be expanded and why, you know, they really do need to show a variety of, you know, sort of people in their advertising and, and really walk the walk and not just talk the talk. And, you know, I was kind of surprised at the pushback that got from from a lot of folks. But um, I guess my point is, you know, how do you, you know, do you sort of feel compelled to, you know, kind of toe the line or like you said, are you just like, look, this is who I am and you either are going to like it or not? Yeah, so it's interesting. I saw that post from Chucky as well, and I had to go in the comments. I couldn't help myself. So I went looking. Yeah, it's just, it's so interesting because you hear some people talking about, like, why does it have to be about race? Well, okay, like, it is, though. So, like, let's, right, not, right. let's not do this today. <laughs> My life is about race. Like, like let's not do this, right? Like, so, anyways, yeah, that whole commentary is really interesting. But, um,. When I think about it and, like, what I need to do, I just, it's weird because at first I think I started out, like, okay, I'm just going to test the waters. I'm going to say, like, just a little. I'm like, I don't want to be too harsh or whatever. And I think that as time um, passes, I'm just more unapologetic about mm -hmm. it. And, I, listen, I don't voice everything that I think online. Like, the world is probably not ready to hear all that I have to right, say. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I do not, I don't say everything. But um, I am, I found myself being more and more unapologetic about it. And reason being, again, is I'm just really, like, I'm protective of my tribe and my circle in the sense that, like, I just don't want people in my tribe that aren't my people. Like, because right. I just, I, we don't, if we don't have anything in common, we're not for each other. That's, right. like, I'm, a, I'm good with that. Um, and I, I really am, I'm really, like, the fitness industry is so interesting because it always talks about, like, empowerment and all this stuff, right? And I, like, want people to know, like, what real empowerment is is showing up for other people. Real empowerment is not just talking about, like, oh, I have food freedom now. Like, that's cool. I'm happy for you. Right. That's important. But, like, people's real lives are on the line in this country right now. Yes. And, like, real empowerment is actually showing up for other people. And the interesting thing to me is that I find people who are, like, unwilling to talk about these things. It's so funny because they're like, oh, I don't like to talk about politics. Well, for one, if you say you don't like to talk about politics, you 100% are coming from a place of privilege, right? Yep. Because absolutely. that means you have the ability to walk outside and you not be at harm in any way by the things that are going on. So that's the first thing you have to recognize. And then the second thing is, I find it so interesting. I see those same people will say that stuff and they never comment on political stuff or whatever. But then I'll see them talking about like... Animal, animal cruelty. Girl, and get yes. so get up. I'm like, yes. so you're telling me that you are more concerned about a dog than, than a human life. Like, Listen. I can't deal with it. Like, that Listen. for me is just like outrageous. I've been on this vent uh, rant lately about vegans for mm -hmm. that very same reason. I'm like, so. <laughs> 
you gonna be mad at me for eating a steak, but you ain't right. got shit to say about black people getting killed in the streets by cops. Absolutely. Okay, girl. Okay. Bye. Bye. Like you don't need, you don't deserve to be in my presence. And so exactly. I just can't because I'm like I literally I like dogs too, but we're not gonna if you can speak about a dog and you can't talk about a person, we have nothing in common. We are not exactly. on the same wavelength. We will never be friends, and that is just what it is. Um, so I just think you know like. Could I possibly be losing money from people that are like turned off by the things I talk about? Sure, but I don't want their money. And like I, exactly. I literally believe that like the universe is so abundant that I'm going to be fine and yep. it's going to be okay. And I don't need the money from people, and I don't need to, to change who I am or my viewpoints in order yep. to get some money from somebody. And I definitely don't want the money from some bigot. So like they can listen. That. Yes, my yeah. mama always says, "All money ain't good money." Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So to stay here in this space, like in terms of what we're talking about, what advice would you give to someone who, and I want to stay with women because I think men, even black men have it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, for a black woman who is a little bit, who sits body type wise, everything outside of the quote, the quote unquote norm, because I think a, I know several black women who would probably make that move to kind of do the training thing or the coaching thing if they felt like they would be well receptive not only because they're black but because you know i've even experienced it i'm not lean year round i'm not lean period right now and Mm -hmm. i get a lot of the well you can't possibly know what i don't get it from black women but i definitely get it from the rest of the industry and fuck them i don't really need them anyway and i'm not a coach i have a job that's not coaching but i think there are black women out there who would make the switch but they're their insecurity lies in the fact that, okay, I'm curvier than what everybody thinks of as the norm. I don't mm-hmm. look like the norm. I'm black. Everybody I see who's making money in this is either white or that's a black woman who's lean. And so I think what the question would be is, what advice would you give to someone who's A, trying to remain authentic and B, kind of trying to, to kind of kick the door in a little bit and find their way? And I think what would be those first steps that you would tell them to make? Yeah, um, it's, a, it's complicated, right? So... I think for one, um, I think that we, it's so pervasive, like of this type of like what you're supposed to look like and all that is very pervasive. But I also think that there is a space for women who don't look like that because the reality of the situation is all like, I think that there's a lot of women who do desire to have that lean look and they desire all the six pack abs and all those things. And the first thing you realize that's probably not your customer. Right? right and like those aren't my customers like listen I'm, I'm not attracting any of those kind of people because i i'm not super lean i don't have six-pack abs never have had them and i don't talk about those kind of things and i'm not like constantly like posting the fitspo type pictures so i'm just not those are not my target customers and they're not going to come looking for me most likely um so that's one thing but i also i want people women in particular to understand is that Um, There are a lot of women who just want to feel good in their skin and who want to feel comfortable. Like, I can't even tell you how many people or, like, messages and DMs I get from people who are saying, thank you for just everything that you say because I don't want to do these things or I just want to feel comfortable in my body. There's people who are craving people to show up differently in the fitness space Mm -hmm, because so many mm -hmm. people don't want like that. So there is so many people out there who are looking for people who are going to show up differently and who are not going to try to convince them that they need to look like this certain way. And who are like, let's be honest. Some people are just not genetically predisposed, predisposed to look like some of these fitness girls are right. Right. Like I'm not going to look like some of these girls, period. It doesn't matter what I try. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of women, like that's just what it is. They're never going to look like that. And that's not their desire. 
there. And so they really want someone who they can relate to, who understands them, who maybe shares some of their similar features. Um, and so particularly for black women, right, because we tend to have curvy, not all of us, but a lot of us tend to have curvier body types and um, a di just a different body type in general. Like they, they want women um, who look like them to be their coaches and trainers too. Um, and so many of them don't have a desire to be like super lean or super whatever, jacked or whatever. It could be all kinds of things. So I think people seem to realize that no matter who you are, there's a space for you. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about social media is that like it does take some time, but you can really cultivate a tribe of women who stand for what you stand for. I don't care what it is. That's right. the thing about social media. It can be good, bad, or ugly. There's people out there who are going to feel the same way with you and that are going to relate to you. Um, and so you can really cultivate a tribe of women who really stand for the same type of messages that you stand for and love what you talk about and will show up for your message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my, my, I guess my first step is just do it. Like it's uncomfortable, I think sometimes. Um, and, but that goes back to this, not worrying about what people think about you or what people are going to say. I'm going to tell you the first time I started talking about fitness online, it terrified me. Like I was so, I didn't want to post. I was worried mm -hmm. that people like, uh, people are going to be like, oh, what is she doing? Like, she's not qualified dude. like all these things that everybody <laughs> thinks. Everybody right. thinks the same thing. Right. And like, literally you just have to do it one day. And I remember I'd post stuff and then I'd like run from the internet. I closed my internet. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I had to close everything down. Shut it down. Shut, shut it down. I'm going to come back later. Um, and I think when you're just starting out online, the other thing you have to remember is that, um, like you, it's so, it's hard because you see all these people with like hundreds of thousands of followers, right? Or mm -hmm. even just, or even just thousands of followers, right? Right. And you're like, oh my God, it's so far to go. And it can be really challenging when you first start your, your business online or your online platform, because you don't, you're not going to have like people just jumping out right away and being like, right. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it takes time. And so the thing is like, you just have to be consistent day in and day out. Even when you feel like no one's reading what you're writing, no one's like liking your stuff, no one's mm -hmm. commenting. Mm -hmm. People are looking and commenting, but it takes time before people like really start to you attract that audience and that tribe. So um, it's not, and I, I feel so many people like start out and then they don't get those immediate results. So they quit. Right. And what they don't understand is like, it takes time, right? Like yeah. it's not an overnight process. Um, and then, yeah. And, and the other thing too is like, I was scared to start writing at first, right? Cause I'm like, what if people don't think my writing is good? Well, the beautiful thing is no one's probably reading it at the beginning. So <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And by the time, they, <laughs> by the time they start reading, you probably practice a lot. You've got a lot better. And so right. then, you know, like just do the steps and it's hard. It's challenging. It feels uncomfortable. Like so many things feel uncomfortable. You feel very exposed online. Mm -hmm. Like the whole world can see what you're talking about. Um, but it gets easier every time. So just take that first step and you'll be surprised. Like people will love what you're talking about and you'll find the people the right people will show up for you so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so one of the things too that um, you know I've noticed kind of as I've you know sort of observed your, your progression or whatever is that you know you've you've definitely done I think a great job of sort of um, existing in, in different spaces and bringing the message of like sort of what you know as black women sort of what we're looking for from fitness and, and, and kind of you know what would work for us um, I guess one of the questions I have is that, and I know we have some, you know, listeners and, and folks that are on our Instagram page that are white, whether they're coaches or athletes or, you know, whatever. What are some of the things that they can do to encourage inclusive, inclusiveness in this industry of women that have been othered, whether it be because of race or, um, you know, sort of, you know, gender classifications or, you know, uh, sort of how they look and physicality. You know, one of the things that, you know, I'm working on, you know, I'm trying to get to heaven, is that um, I, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion a lot of times that, you know, 
as someone who has to look at, you know, sort of and, and deal with and face racism and all of these things and patriarchy and all of these things every day, you know, I find myself becoming very impatient sometimes when, you know, white folks come to me and say, you know, well, teach me. Mm. No, I ain't teaching mm. you nothing. Like, mm-hmm. Google is free. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm not. How you, how you want me to teach you not to be racist? Like, what are you even saying? Right. So, you know, I, and knowing that, you know, you collaborate with a lot of folks and, and you're really good at sort of spreading that message. What is, you know, what would be your advice to, you know, white folks or folks with privilege who are really genuinely interested in leveling the playing field and making this space more inclusive? Like, what are some things that they could do? Yeah. So you bring up a very good point. Number one, like, I educate yourself. I can mm-hmm. read a book. I always tell people, if you come to me and you're like, I just don't know what, I'm going to give you two recommendations. First step one, I want you to go to Netflix and I want you to watch a very, watch a documentary because it's easy, the 13th. Start there. Mm, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. just watch that for me that if you have no idea. And then I want you to read a book called The New Jim Crow Laws. And we can start there. But other than that, I'm not investing my personal energy in educating you because that's not my job. That's your job. And there's Google. But in terms of other professionals, in terms of how they can show up for other women of color, I think a really important thing um, is, number one, if you're genuinely interested in a more inclusive uh, fitness space, number one, you should be, when you have the opportunity, looking to collaborate with women of color mm-hmm. or women who look different. It doesn't even have to be women of color. Women who are showing up differently in terms of body size and body shape um, and like transgendered individuals. You should be reaching out to people who you know can can you can collaborate with somehow. If you have a large platform and you have people who write for you, ask people that don't look like you, the most of the people that write for you to write for you um, mm-hmm. or to be speakers at events. Um, and share their work. You know, if they write an article that's really great, share that for with your with your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, because the one of the things I hear is I've heard I should say from white women is like I just don't know a lot of um, women of color. I just don't know them. So then that when you find them, then it's your responsibility to share them with other people then, so that other people can find them as well. And that's something that's really simple and simple, easy to do. Um, and then making sure like when you're planning events, if you have if you're like if you're a fitness professional, and you're putting on some kind of seminar, some workshop. Make it a point to have women who look differently presenting at these events. Um, yes. Like, that's just a simple and easy way. And I, I've heard people say, well, we want more people to come to events that are different. Well, then you need to show up in a way that women of color would want to come to your event. Right. right. You need to make sure right. that there's people on the panels or people on the, that are speaking that look like them. Because mm-hmm. then maybe they'll be mm-hmm. interested in showing up, right? So, I mean, that's an easy thing to do. And I just think there are so many women who are, like, qualified to do these things. Um, that there's no excuse for you not to have those things in right. place. Um, and then we talk about social media. Make sure that your platform has different rep- women represented, right? Ooh, like, it should not just look like a sea of blonde when I go to your page. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so make sure that you're showing those kind of people on your platform and just make a conscious effort to to be inclusive, period, to all different types of people um, and be cognizant of that and care, give a shit about it, right? Like, care that because if you're really like if you're a fitness professional and your real purpose and desire is to really educate people women whatever on fitness then I would hope for the love of God that it's more than just white women that you're looking to serve Um, and so then you need to like know what issues are affecting other women and how those issues may be different like we talk about women of color and in different neighborhoods different areas do they have access to fitness is the thing is is there you know like are the the 
are the things, the factors that come into fitness the same. When we talk about black women, we talk about mental health, like living in a country where we're living with, you know, white supremacy and patriarchy and all these mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. on top of just the regular things white women deal with there's a whole other dynamic that is added to that so like you have to talk about all those things um and show up in a way that's really for everybody if that's your goal right i, I find it so fascinating sometimes when i'm looking at some of these pages and you know whether it be you know talking about you know just sort of um you know sexual predators and, and, and sexual abuse within the, you know, context of, you know, powerlifting and strength sports and coaches taking advantage of clients and all these other things. And you have these people that are like, well, you know, you need to keep this separate from that, or this doesn't have anything to do with that. And I was like, no, actually, you know, if you live in the body of a black person or an underrepresented person or an othered person, like, social justice and all of these things exist everywhere mm-hmm. you know it exists in fitness it exists in you know how you perceive your body it exists in health and 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 you know healthcare and all like you cannot separate those you know so i just i find it fascinating that people like you said have that privilege and have that ability to be able to be like well you know you have to keep this separate <laughs> from that and it's like no actually i cannot right it's not possible not it's not possible just yeah not, it's yeah. absolutely not possible you know, so I just, you know, I, I, and there are a few, you know, folks that I see that are out there, you know, that do recognize that and, and put their, you know, money where their mouth is, you know, and I do appreciate that. But, um, you know, it, it, it is always interesting to me how, yes, and I love the blacks, but, but you're not doing anything. <laughs> you know, not like, but, but what you, them. right, but not enough to, you know, use your platform to discuss something that may be uncomfortable or make people feel uncomfortable. You know yes. what I mean? So, you know, it, it, it's, it's such a cop out too. It's, it's just, a lot. It is it's such a cop out to be like, oh, I'm really concerned about this issue, but like, I actually had this dialogue with someone that I, you know, I actually, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we we know each other. And so mm-hmm. they basically were like, you know, people don't come to my page for that, so I can't talk about this. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Whatever. Like, that's right. just, and my thing is, too, like, I see people, I, like, one of my other pet peeves for particularly white women is when I see them and they'd be like, I'm so, they'll say, I'm so glad you're talking about this stuff. This is so important. And I would talk about too. I just don't know how to. And it's like, that's a cop out again, right? Because I saw you six months ago and you said the same thing. Girl, right. So and you now how, about re- right. how about repost? repost? Like, it's pretty easy. That's so it, easy, right? Because you don't have to know the right words. If you don't know the right words, you can repost someone else's work. Right. And number two, if I if you just told me that again, like six months ago, and now you're saying it again, what it means is it's not a priority for you. Exactly. Also fine, but you don't need to try to justify your decisions with me. Just yeah. don't, just don't just talk don't to do me about it. it. Just right. be like, I'm not doing it. I'm and that's fine. It. At least I know where I stand with you. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's just oh it's a hot mess yeah um so now i feel like it's time for some fun random stuff okay (laughs) let's do it this is always the fun part yeah so in terms of your own sort of training and sort of the things that you do so do you like do you coach yourself or do you have a coach and kind of like what's your training and nutrition looking like these days i do not coach myself um for training because i would Mm -hmm. only program things i like right (laughs) let's be honest i would not do anything they don't like so no i do have a coach um Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys know jvb um, so she's a powerlifting coach and I met mm-hmm. her in the fitness space. So she does my mm-hmm. programming for, I'm right now I'm following a powerlifting program. Mm-hmm. Um, probably will be competing in the next couple of months. I don't have like a meet picked out yet, but oh, cool. yeah, so that's my, um, 
my training and nutrition. I, I just do that on my own. I don't have a coach for nutrition. Um, I'm not even, tra- I haven't tracked macros in like a year. Mm-hmm. And I recently was like, like a month and a half ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to start tracking again for a little bit. Um, and that lasted two days. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, this That's is familiar. too hard. So I, um, I'm just, I, I want to like, I'm a little bit, uh, probably like about eight pounds away from my competition weight. And I like to mm-hmm. be a little bit closer to my training mm-hmm. weight. So what division do you, I'm at one one eighty five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm like about 192 right now. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I was like, oh, I'll just track, but I was like, no, I can't do this. So I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm honestly just focusing on the same thing I tell my clients: good choices, make good habits, um, right. and just prioritizing my protein, my vegetables, and that kind of stuff. I just couldn't bring mm-hmm. myself to track for more than two days. I quit. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I don't have anybody um, on the nutrition side. So just the training side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so what's in your gym bag and what's on your playlist? Oh, my playlist. So, playlist is um, a lot of Drake. I'm a huge yes. Drake fan. So, <laughs> there's a lot of Drake on my playlist. I, I So, I only train to, like, rap music, I should say that. I don't, like, there's not much else I like to train to, so... <laughs> Girl, that is me. Okay. That is it's me. so funny because I saw your post about like the worst musical in the world the oh, other day so when you were doing it. I laughed so hard because I've, so I've gotten so used to that now because of where I train. Oh. It's, it's, I've learned to live to it. But yeah, I, really? I laughed so hard when I saw that. I just, so <laughs> Girl, I'm old school hip hop all day long. Are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I listen to a lot of Bra- a lot of rap music, a lot of Drake, and I'm just, I'm just beyond, I'm honest about what I listen to. So a lot of Drake, a lot of 21 Savage. Um, I like a lot of future sometimes. Um, I like anyway, any kind of rap music basically. So I listen to a lot of rap in my gym bag. Um, obviously like the basics like wrist wraps, um, obviously a belt, knee sleeves, like three different pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sour patch kids because you need yes. to have some intra workout carbs sometimes. Yes. Oh, I like it. Yes. yes. So there's a big yes. ass bag of sour patch kids in there. So yeah, I'm going to have to add. I can't believe you arsenal. don't, I can't believe you don't have those Brie. That's like the power well, you know, because snack. I think because I'm literally at, you know me, I'm at the gym at like five o'clock in the morning. So oh, I, yeah. So am I, yeah. I'm totally eating sour patch kids. Oh my sex. gosh. I'm have to try that do it you gotta do it i at least have to do it on dead on the days that i'm dead yeah right i can get through bench without them and i don't squat anymore but i and it's just like that quick burst of energy yep yeah, you gotta have really? it. Yep. Yeah, yep. and I'm pretty much the same. I don't necessarily even eat them on bench days, but definitely uh-huh. squat and deadlift is a must. Like I have to have them. Okay, so speaking of that, what is your favorite lift and why? Um, definitely deadlifts. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's just because for one, I, I said something really powerful about being able to lift that much weight off the ground and just like drop it back down. I don't know. It just makes me feel like really like badass. I love it. Mm-hmm. Followed by squats. I really enjoy squats too, but I'm honestly, I'm a naturally a better deadlifter. So it, mm-hmm. it feels better and I can lift more and I just, I love it. So okay. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. What's your favorite word? Oh no, my favorite word. It's <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't even know if you guys are allowed to say this word on the hey, line. Okay, no I probably here. drop more f bombs a day than any other one. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it's probably my favorite, just because I use it the most. I don't know. That's funny because literally my next question was, well, "What's your favorite curse?" Oh, so uh, we, just killed, <laughs> we just killed two birds with one stone. <laughs> I love it. That's me too. And listen, I've been trying so hard to control my potty mouth tonight because I'm like, I don't want to scare her. Oh, like, so you know what? I, I didn't ask in advance. So I was like, oh man, I I was thinking this while we were talking. Like I didn't, I usually ask people like swearing aloud and I forgot to ask. So oh girl, please. Oh, yes. if we could okay, swear, good. the entire podcast would be in silence. Okay. Exactly. I mean, 
I was I like, mean, oh man, I forgot to ask that. <laughs> I mean, I'm from New Jersey. We make, <laughs> we can make entire sentences out of fuck. Okay, so, right, okay. right, right. I'm in good company then. Okay, good. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> and half the time, this is probably is this our first episode where everyone is vague, at least vaguely sober or mostly I think so I really do like I'm drinking tea right now which is just like unheard of oh well we definitely should have well I mean it's Sunday night so I wake up early but otherwise girl listen we look we might have to have a part two on Saturday Let's do it. <laughs> because usually there's wine and yeah. and it's oh, kind of, I love and we it. get a little messy. It's, and... it's usually a hot mess. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that, though. So. Okay, yes. wait. So I've got, I've got a question. I've got an yeah. off-the-wall question. Yeah. If you were to be a professional wrestler, what would your ring name be? Oh, oh I love it. Oh, <laughs> let's think about that. You know what? Black Unicorn. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I love it. <laughs> that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And I've never been asked that question before. I really like that question. That was good. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay. So other than what you're doing right now, what other profession would you like to attempt? Oh my gosh. So if I wasn't doing fitness, I 100% know that I would be a hair YouTuber, natural hair YouTuber. Girl, stop. Yeah, I'm serious. That's 100 And your hair is gold, for real. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you so much. But yeah, that's exactly what I'd be doing if I wasn't fitness. And so I am, I'm leaving my corporate job in May. So I was like, well, maybe down the line I'll start dabbling in like that. Really? Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what do you do outside of of coaching? Yeah. So I work full time for the Department of Veterans Affairs. So yeah, yeah. In a management role. So just supervising employees. Um, So it's, you know, it's a little draining. Right, so, right, right, right. It's great. I've been there for since I graduated. So I've been there for ten years, oh, almost, wow. almost ten years. Yeah. So yeah, it's just time for me to move on now. But it's been good. Yeah. They don't, so are you going to are you going to transition into um, coaching and fitness full time? Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Yes, yeah. They don't know yes. I'm leaving yet, but you know, oh, well. they'll find out. They'll Hopefully find they don't out. listen to this podcast. They probably, they, <laughs> if, if they do, they'll know now. It's okay. <laughs> well, we'll see that is out. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's another question for you. If you believe heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh man. Okay. Um, what would I like to hear him say? It's interesting because um, I was raised in a very, very religious home. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just having this, it's funny, I was having this conversation with my husband today because I go back and forth with like, what parts of the Bible are like 100% like real? And I don't know, I have all these interesting dialects. So if I went to the pearly gates, I would just, I think I just want Jesus to say like, hey, what's up? You're welcome here. I don't know. <laughs> Look, there are no calories. Right. <laughs> That's actually a good one. There are no calories. I Welcome like that. Welcome to heaven. Uh, Eat whatever. Eat whatever. Really? I like that. Really? Yeah. That is hilarious. Okay. Do you have another question? Do you I, I have do. Another one? I've got one. Okay. Okay. So, what luxury would you like to enjoy just once that you've never had before? Oh, mm. a luxury that I've never had that I'd like to enjoy. Assuming uh, that you're that you could have it, price doesn't matter because clearly you're not paying for it. Someone else. Yeah. <laughs> if I honestly like, I choose today is there's this really cool um, 
cruise that you can take around the world and it's like a year basically of your life and oh, wow, you go gosh. all over the world on this cruise ship and I actually don't like cruises that much however um, the opportunity to see the whole entire world on a cruise sounds really cool to me so I would probably do that Ooh, either like that, that either that or there's also like the fly around the world ticket which is also I think I don't know if it's a year though but it's pretty long as well and you go to like all these different cities around the whole world so one of those two things I'd, I'd pick because I really want to travel more so that would be my thing that would be dope. Yeah. Those really cool ideas. Dope. Yeah. What are you not very good at? Oh, organize. Organization. <laughs> I, that was easy. That makes me feel so much better. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys, organization is not my strength. And I'm okay with that. It's just like, right. that's what it is. So. No myself <laughs> and also cleaning like one of the first things that i or outsource is like a cleaning person because i'm just not good at it probably hey man, because i yes. don't like it but right, i'm just right. like i'm just not good at those things so someone else can do that hey man yeah. what, listen, we can't judge know, you because know thyself right right let's, let's be real here yeah I, I, listen my method of cleaning is I'm, I'm one extreme or the other is either everything's a clusterfuck or I am <laughs> or I do exactly what I did this morning. I literally just go in a room and throw everything out. <laughs> right. Like, I Gotta go. I, I have no in between. I blame my mother. Because that's what, when I wouldn't clean my room as a kid. Eventually she would just show up with a garbage bag and be like, okay, well, you don't want to clean up your stuff. So I'm taking it all. So now what 20 25 years later that's what i do it's either a clusterfuck or i throw everything out oh that's so funny no judgment here listen i listen i hear you so here's a good one so tell me something that everybody else like absolutely loves and it could be food it could be music it could be a movie anything that you just are not you just are not feeling it you just don't you just don't see it um well this is kind of childish but one thing i will say is i have i have a nephew that's 11 so we spend a lot of time with him um and he like has been trying to get me to watch the movie cars with him since like came out <gasps> and i was like no i just want you to <laughs> I won't do it. I won't. I'm like, yeah, I, know. I don't know. I like, I think it was like 20 minutes. I'm like, this is whack. He, 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 was, he, was, but he was only probably like seven when I told him that the first oh time. And I was like, so I've never watched the whole movie and I just am not here for it. And, and everyone's like, it's so good. And then I guess the, I guess there's like a third one that came out and <laughs> the kids were like crying. I don't know what happened in the movie theater. And they're like, you just said, I'm like, no, I'm not here for it. I won't, I won't do it. <laughs> I've, never seen cars. I've, never, I've never seen cars and i'm not i'm probably never gonna see it i'm not i'm too it's no it's not happening <laughs> that is freaking yeah, that is really funny yeah. and i'm saying that as someone who has no kids and really kind of hates going to the movies i've even seen it really oh, oh my gosh so yeah that's no so that's it. <laughs> oh okay so you have committed a crime you've been sentenced to death row um and you are basically on your last day and you have your last meal what does it consist of oh pizza that's okay not, yeah. that was, that was easy Wait, <laughs> and donuts both okay. like, that's it. yes that was quick i'm a huge Look, pizza fan so that's how you go out <laughs> <laughs> but i'm probably not gonna be in, i'm gonna be like Assad. i'm gonna escape to cuba so like i'm not gonna okay. be in that situation anyways but you okay. know i like it <laughs> I like it. All right. So, what do you? Th- what is the greatest gift that strength sports and fitness has given you? 
Oh man, I love that question. Um, it's really just given me the confidence um, to do so many different things in my life. Like for example, uh, like when I was a kid, I told you I spent a lot of time reading and writing, and then I got older, and I was like, oh, writing is not something like people can do, or I mean, obviously they can, but I just, mm-hmm. I just kind of forgot about it. So uh, it's just given me the confidence to just do things that I've always wanted to, and I put on the back burner. It's given me the confidence to challenge the way I was raised to believe about how my life is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and just really be unconventional about how I decide to make decisions and I don't have to follow the societal norms. You got to do this, do this, go to school, get married, have a kid, do, you know, buy a house, like all those things. Right. I can live life on my own terms. Um, and then it's given me the confidence to feel good and comfortable in my skin and not to be concerned about what other people think about it and realize that the only person that's responsible for loving my body is myself. Um, and what other people think about it is just not relevant. So. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, what can people expect to see from you in, in the near future? Um, lots of things. So um, for one, later in the year, when I have more time after I'm leaving my job, whatever, I'm definitely going to start um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's nice. nice. Yes, I'm excited yeah, about that. I'm excited too. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while, but it's a time consuming thing. So it's just mm-hmm. been on the back burner. So more is it going to be more fitness based or like hair, makeup, like what? What's um, gonna be? So I think it's going to be probably more fitness based. Um, a lot of the stuff I already talk about. Mm-hmm. And then as time as progresses, I'll probably add in some other things. Like one of the things that I've gotten from, I don't know if you guys, Nagar Fanuni, if you guys yes. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So one of the things Nagar talks about a lot um, that I've really like, yeah, I need to do that. Is she's talked about like doing other things that are like having other hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. That aid in your creativity. And so I literally, when people ask me what hobbies are, I'm like, I don't know, I'm lifting. But the, I mean, aside from that, <laughs> right. like, squats, squats, I don't know that is. So I don't really have like a lot of other hobbies outside of that. So that's something that I really want to work on. So one of the hobbies I'm going to take up just because like, I've always wanted to know how to like do this is makeup. Um, like I've always, you know, some people have said that their face is just beat. Like I've always just right. like, I just want to be able, I just, I probably won't do it very often. Cause like I ain't got time to be doing two hours on my makeup. Right. But, right, right, right. but like, I want to know that I can do it if I needed to. So, mm-hmm. um, like that's something I want to play around with just for like something, a different hobby to have. So maybe I'll do that on YouTube. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, so definitely YouTube stuff, um, more writing for sure in the future. Um, and, um, more, Probably, like, I haven't really done any type of group coaching. All my coaching has been one-on-one, mainly because, mm-hmm. like, group coaching requires a little bit more of a, like, commitment in terms of, like, structure. Right. Um, and so I just didn't have the time to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been doing a lot of work with body image. And so I'd like to, I'm not like to, I'm going to roll out a body image group coaching program of some sort um, probably nice. in the summer. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, last year I did a do-it-yourself program called Power Conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 2.0 is going to come out this year too. Oh, oh nice. cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So where can the peoples find you on the internet? The peoples can find me. Um, I'm on most active on Instagram and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, um, it's, I am Chrissy King. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook too. I just like, honestly, I'm not as active on Facebook, but it's facebook.com backslash Chrissy King fitness. Mm-hmm. And also on Twitter at I am Christy King. And then my, my website is just ChristyKing.com. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you can find me. Very cool. Do you have any parting shots, Dee? Hey, okay. So is there anyone, because we like to put things out into the universe here. Yeah. So 
Is there anyone that you want to collaborate with that you have mm. yet to be able to get to? Because I feel like you should put that out there and we can just be really annoying on your behalf. That's and, right. And shout them out for you. So put that, if there's anyone out there that you'd want to collaborate with or meet with or work with, put that out there now. Okay, so I don't even know. Like, listen, this is not a collaboration, but when you first asked me the question, the first person that came to my mind, and I have no idea how we would collaborate, but I'm going to say it anyway. The first person that came to my mind was Issa Rae. Like, I'm such a huge Yes! Oh. And I don't even know why I said it, but I, like, that's a, I don't even know what we collaborate on. Like, I have no idea, but you said put it out there, so that's what I'm putting out there. Hey, man, I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, finally, at the end of the day, when you are on your way to the upper room, what do you want your tombstone to say? um live life to the fullest i know that's right yeah that's all i mean i just really feel like we have one opportunity to be here and like we get to live life on our i think that we should live life on our own terms create our own best lives whatever that looks like for us because that's going to be very individual and just like Mm -hmm. live with no regrets i don't want to look back in 20 years like i should have done this i should have done this I should have um, eaten that. I should have eaten that. <laughs> it's so funny because I always tell people who are like, oh, I just, I'm like, you know, they're worried about being leaner. And like, I get it. It's a valid concern. But like at the end right. of the day, when you look back at the end of life, are you going to worry about like, no one's going to remember by the six pack abs you had. Like nobody exactly. is going to care about that. That's like a memory that you created and how people felt about you and how you made them feel. So yeah, let's live our best lives. Get one chance. And like, I just don't want to look back with regret. So and that's one of the reasons like it's scary to leave my job. But it's also like, I know that that's just not what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. And right. um, it's, it's time for me to create the life that I want to live. And part of that is not going to that office job every day. So but that's just for me so yeah i know that's right well this has been a complete honor and just a joy talking to you i mean this has gone so far beyond my i mean i knew it would be a good conversation because i was just like i love her she's like my best friend in my head yes exactly it's been amazing thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us i really appreciate it and i just i just want to say i really appreciate what you are doing in this space and how you are you know taking up space and 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 making it possible for us to have a voice where you know we often do not so i i really i really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart oh thank you guys like i love what you guys do i love the podcast and so when you guys reached out to me i was seriously so excited i was like oh my god yay! Oh, yay. so I- no seriously i i mean my pleasure is on mine i've been so happy to get a chance to talk to you guys and like hopefully one day we'll get to meet in real life i'm all about yes. like, meeting people in real life like that's my jam so hopefully someday i'll be able to meet you guys absolutely absolutely well thank you again you're so welcome thank you um i'm brie i'm d this is the chocolate bar thank you we will uh be back soon check us out on itunes soundcloud we're going to drop this episode this week check out our blog and our facebook page and we will see you at the bar bye guys bye